welcome to the Animal Rescue Podcast, which you always wanted to know but didn't know who to ask. We will be talking with different people throughout the animal rescue world, finding answers to the questions you've been wondering. Okay. All right, Chris, thank you so much for joining me on the Animal Rescue Podcast. Um, You are with the Little Bear Sanctuary. Yes. Can you tell me about the sanctuary? Yeah, sure. Um, We are a nonprofit farm animal sanctuary. Uh, Our mission is to rescue farm animals who've been abused, neglected, um, rescued from hoarding situations, uh, slaughter, and uh, when we give them a permanent home here at the sanctuary where they can live out their lives in a cruelty-free environment. Yeah. So what types of animals do you have there? Oh, gosh. We've got <laughs> mostly pigs. We've got 119 okay. pigs. Oh, uh, my goodness. Yeah. <gasps> uh, we've got about uh, nine cows, 25 sheep, 10 goats, two donkeys, and a mini horse. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, we have about 173 animals total. Wow. So chickens, some ducks, chickens, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a lot of fun, actually. (laughs) (laughs) It's a lot of work. (laughs) Oh, I bet. I bet. So how did you get into starting an animal sanctuary? Yeah. um, Wow. So I wanted to be a veterinarian when I grew up and ended up in human healthcare instead. (laughs) So um, I think around 2003, uh, I kind of burnt out in human healthcare. Mm. Uh, my parents retired to Florida back in the 90s. So only child that I decided, you know, I said, you know what, let me move to Florida, be closer to them. So I moved to Miami of all places and, uh, and started a, our career in real estate for many years. And I was in a real estate seminar on following your passion and I had been vegan for a while and I like I had this light bulb moment um, that I, I just I, I said you know what am I doing here in real estate you know it just was not where I wanted to be and I, I literally the light bulb went off and I said I'm going to open a farm sanctuary that's awesome. And literally within, gosh, within that year, like once I decided to do that, just everything fell into place. It, it was magical. So what's the process of starting a sanctuary? <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> where did you start with that one? Um, oh. We got our nonprofit status first, which is obviously okay. a paperwork, IRS stuff, you know, yeah. all that boring stuff. Um, I decided... Um, I became a vet tech two years prior because I knew from looking at other sanctuaries that the um, veterinary costs were the most outrageous. Yeah. So um, learned everything about large animals. Uh, the vet that I worked with knew that was my direction I was going. He's on our board of directors today. So oh, it's, awesome. really, yeah, it saved us hundreds of thousands easy. Oh, I bet. It's just incredible. Um, yeah. Totally worth it. Totally worth it. Um, and uh, yeah, so we, um, my hubby and I sold our house in Fort Myers. We bought a house on 10 acres. 
And, um, you know, every, I, it's funny looking back. Uh, it was the first place that we looked at and it had gone under contract that week. And we were like, oh my God, we were like so upset and mm-hmm. uh, started looking at a million other places. And a week later, it was back on the market. So it was meant to be. Yeah. Um, a year after we purchased the 10 acres on the house, the 20 acres next to us came up for sale. So we bought that right away. Yeah. And now we're on 30 acres. Um, I, I, I even forgot your question. How do you start a sanctuary, right? Gosh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you definitely need a lot of land. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think that was my biggest wake up. Um, I, I said, oh yeah, 10 acres is gonna be plenty. Yeah. Uh, no, definitely not. Uh, I'm, I'm happy we have the 30. Um, we, um, we've, we've done some major expansion. Um, the, gosh, um, fundraising, you know, is always a challenge, mm-hmm. especially for farm sanctuaries. I don't think as many people make the connection with a pig as they do with a dog. Yeah. So it, it's, um, it's, it's pretty challenging. Uh, I do recommend though, if you, if you want to open a sanctuary, you got to be able to afford the land and the house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, if, if you're fundraising, if you're fundraising to buy the land, it's, it's just going to be a, an uphill battle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I bet. Um, yeah. And the hubby has a full-time job too. So that, that helps a lot. So, uh, yeah. Lot of, all the money that we raise literally goes directly to the illness. But it's That's really awesome. And of course you need a fabulous board of directors. Yeah. So how does that work? Um, well, you always start out with your friends. That's the yeah. easiest. You need three people. Um, so uh, yeah, that, that, uh, that was the easy part. Uh, this year, um, major change in the board. I, I, I stepped down as president. Um, the hubby stepped down as vice president. So we, we, have, we have a, an official board president who now will take over the board and more ethical. Once you start making a certain amount of money, you know, you sort of want to have the two separate. Yeah. Um, I noticed on your Instagram and your website that you talk about pigs as pets and how they're not an animal that people would normally think of um, as a pet animal. So can you talk about pigs? Sure. I love to talk about pigs. <laughs> They're my favorite. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, pigs as pets were really big on pig education. Um, people still think, I don't know why, that there's a mini pig, which there isn't. <gasps> um, uh, the definition of a mini pig is anything, any pig under 300 pounds. And, oh. <laughs> yeah. So like your typical pot belly pig, which is your, the domesticated pig that most people get as pets. Mm-hmm. Um, they can go anywhere from 90 to 200 pounds. So it, it's, um. it's a really big difference in um, inside. They all start out little and cute. I mean, from, from the thousand pound pigs that we have to the domestic ones, uh, takes five years for them to grow. Wow. Uh, yeah, so um, you can be fooled very easily. Um, yeah. People who, people who breed them will unfortunately tell you to basically starve them, but they don't tell you that you're starving them. 
they'll tell you to feed a quarter cup of food a day, which is Ooh. really just not a proper diet for mm -mm. pigs. So um, they tend to then be underweight and skinny and they have a lot of uh, bone issues as they get older. Um, it does keep them smaller, but they have a, a, a ton of health issues. It's, it's really sad. Yeah, it's more like a malnourishment. Yes. Smaller than yeah. anything. Exactly. And uh, yeah, and it still happens, you know, so we're, we really, we, we, um, we're really big on pig, pig, pig education. They're extremely smart, like crazy smart, fourth smartest animal on the planet. Uh, wow. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Uh, about the um, intelligence of a four-year-old. And if you really think about it, you know, four-year-olds four understand English. Mm -hmm. they, they know what they're talking about. They, um, it's the same with pigs. They, um, and if you, if you have them in your house as a, as a pet, um, they learn how to open up cabinets. They know <gasps> what it is. <gasps> they're, they're very food motivated. They will learn how to open up the refrigerator. You know, they're very, very destructive. Yeah. Alone, so you know we always recommend you know visit a farm sanctuary if, if you think you want a pet pig. They they mm -hmm. do make amazing companions. Um, you definitely need at least an acre for one okay. or two pigs. Um, they love to be outside. They love to roll in the mud. They love to be pigs, and um, and I think a lot of you know if you look on Instagram and social media, you see a lot of these pig accounts where they dress them up. And oh my goodness pajamas on them and uh you know you can do all of that but they you really do need the space yeah they live to be up to 18 years old oh wow um you need to make sure you have a veterinarian that can stay and neuter and care for them mm -hmm. uh, not a lot of vets can do that uh make sure oh, really that, yeah yeah um yeah what it's, makes it different than spaying and neutering another um, animal um anatomy is a little different okay. um most of them, I, I say, would be able to neuter the males. Uh, the female anatomy for spaying is extremely different than a dog. Hmm. More, more arteries, more intense, more involvement. Um, so it's definitely something that not many vets will do. Oh, wow. So definitely, you know, if you want a pet pig, make sure you got a vet. Right. I can take care of them. Um, you know, they get vaccines. They, you know, they're 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 the same amount of money as a dog but oh. you know in the long run you know you, you have to buy a specialized feed um lots of fruits and veggies again they're they're very smart so they understand english 100 they know what you're talking about they can recognize a good person from a bad person they have self-awareness in a mirror like they actually have self-recognition like humans yeah um, they're um, they're they're amazing animals um, it's it's funny you know you you go to school you learn about them you study yeah. but until you have one it, it's it's a completely different uh completely different i uh i, I remember when we uh, we rescued our first pig that's you know willie and nothing prepares you for their intelligence, for their emotions. Um, a lot of the pigs that come here that work from people's homes get really depressed initially. You know, they, they go through depression, they, they feel joy, they feel love, they feel pain and sorrow. And um, it's, it's they're, they're, they're fascinating. 
Hmm. That's so interesting. Yeah, you're right. I mean, when you learn about pigs, it's just another animal, but another animal, you know, there's so much more. There's there's a lot. Yeah. Their intelligence is, is pretty staggering. So yeah. That's so cool. Can you so you just you mentioned that you became a vet tech. Yes. Um, can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, um, <laughs> I've had quite a few careers. Yeah, I, uh, it's fascinating, <laughs> truly. <laughs> Thank you. Um, you know, I, I, it just in my mind was the thing to do. Um, you know, I, I, I see a lot of people make the mistake of you know, wanting to do this mm-hmm. and they really have the best intentions, um, but they literally don't do a lot of homework. They just buy property and they're like, okay, the money's going to come and I'm going to raise animals. And it's, it's so much more than that. Um, so when I, when I was sitting there wanting to do this and, you know, I, I having the medical background definitely helped me get yeah. that job. Um, in Florida, you, you don't need the education to be a vet tech. You can be really? trained. Yeah, so that helped a lot, but also having that background in healthcare was um, monumental in me getting a yeah. job right away. And um, yeah, it was it was a bit of luck, a bit of being in the right place at the right time. Um, yeah, I um, if if you don't want to, you know, if I, I know people are thinking, do I have to become a vet tech to do this? And you you don't, but I, I highly recommend that. Um, volunteer at a sanctuary, see what you're getting into, look at the operations, um, look at the needs of the different animals, the healthcare of the different animals, the, um, um, you know, everything from nutrition to the surgeries to, oh gosh, to, um, you know, the different care, like hoof care and tooth trimming and, you know, every animal. Yes, <laughs> you know, the tusks, on, they, get, they can get pretty long on some of the pigs. So you have to trim the tusks. There's a lot of- uh, Would not have thought about that. And pigs, they're not cuddly. They don't like to be picked <laughs> up. They scream like they're being murdered. And um, they're, they're quite a, <laughs> they're, they're, they're uh, <laughs> Like a four-year-old. <laughs> they're like a four-year-old, exactly. <laughs> Oh my goodness. So yeah, there's a lot that goes into caring for a pig. Yeah. A lot. A lot. Yeah. And, um, and one good thing is that they're intelligent. Uh, The other, the other, the bad thing is that they're intelligent. (laughs) It's, it's, it it can be funny. They plot and they scheme. I swear to God, they do. Um, (laughs) They know when they're doing something they shouldn't be doing. Uh, They're, they're a lot of fun. If someone wanted to get involved with a sanctuary, I mean, what sorts of opportunities are there? I know you you mentioned volunteering. Yep. Yep. Um, Well, if you're lucky enough to be near a sanctuary, there's not many, um, but uh, yeah, volunteering is always a phenomenal way to really see what you're getting into. or just a volunteer opportunity, you know, sanctuaries are so grateful for volunteers. Um, our volunteers do everything from feeding to, you know, 
changing the pools for the pigs, breaking poop, you know, it's, it's, it runs the gamut. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it, it is a great way to, to really see uh, the animals. Um, for With our sanctuary in particular, we're a true sanctuary. Um, our animals run free. They're not ever kept in cages or um, confined areas. So um, we're one of the few um, true sanctuaries. So you really get to see them running around in their natural environment. Um, Being animals. I of, yeah, I don't think a lot of people think about that either. Mm -hmm. um, uh, there's a, a, the Global Federation of Animal Sanctuaries does a, a verification process. It's pretty intense. And uh, I think about three to 4% of sanctuaries in the world get that. We're one wow. of them. Um, it's awesome. a ton of paperwork. It's, yeah. it's really, it, it shows that your sanctuary is giving the best care, the best, um, the best of everything, the, running the business, the best in transparency, you know, um, you know, especially for people who donate, you know, it, you know, you can go and see all of our financials. You see exactly mm -hmm. what money is going to. Um, we we update everybody on everything that's happening, and and you know, in animal rescue, there's a, there's a lot of shady stuff that goes on. So, you know, yeah. always look. You know, it's easy to look up if somebody's really mm -hmm. a nonprofit. Yeah, uh, and and it's easy to look up their financials. And if you can't, then there's something wrong. That's yeah. what I usually tell people. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's a good, that's a good point to make. I know there's so many rescues and, um, you know, it's hard, I think sometimes to really suss out the ones that are in it for the animals and the ones that are in it maybe for the recognition. Um, unfortunately, yeah. there are some out there for the recognition. Oh gosh. You know, I, I, you know, <laughs> I probably shouldn't say this. Oh no. <laughs> no. The, you know, dog rescues are notorious for infighting, you know, and I used to think, yes, I used to think sanctuaries were different, but, you know, rescue is rescue, I guess. Um, it's, it's sad to me that, um, you know, we're all trying to do the same mm -hmm. thing. We're all trying to rescue. I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know why that exists in the animal community. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I'm always fascinated in the psychology behind yes. and yes. I, I had the opportunity to take a class on exactly that. And um, people who are drawn to being a vet tech, being to the animals because animals love unconditionally, a lot of people who go into that industry are not the most mentally stable, <laughs> being nice. They're so, needing a little bit more support, a little bit more a little reassurance bit more and validation. So, you know, with that, you could see why some of these places can be run really poorly, like mm -hmm. you know, bordering on hoarding. Yeah. Uh, hoarding, hoarding, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, it's, and I always say, you know, if you are, you know, if you're giving your money to an animal nonprofit, go visit them. Mm -hmm you should be able to, especially a farm sanctuary. If they don't allow visitors or if it's some rescue and you have no idea what's, you know, it's, it's simple stuff like that. That's not always so simple, um, yeah. but 
Um, yeah, there's, there's a lot of resources now. GuideStar is another great resource. Um, what they do is they list every registered nonprofit. So easy way to check if someone is a nonprofit. And then they give different levels of um, like you have like a gold seal, a platinum seal, a silver seal for how transparent you are. So that's another great way to see um, if these organizations, you know, what they're showing you, what they're not showing you. Yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. You said there's not a lot of sanctuaries out there. Um, yeah, I don't think there's a lot of farm sanctuaries in general. Um, yeah. So, yeah, depending on what state you're in, <laughs> it, it might be a little bit more difficult to find one. There, every state has one. It might just be further away than, you know, for you to volunteer or something. But if, but if you, you know, if you're out there, if you're listening to me, if, if you think this is for you, travel to five hours, travel wherever you have to go, um, mm -hmm. check it out, volunteer for a while, get to know people, get to see get to see the animals, um, make sure you have a reputable sanctuary. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, um, again, I think once, once you visit a place, you, it really makes a difference in um, uh, their transparency. In mm -hmm. Yeah. You said GuideStar? GuideStar, GuideStar.com. Okay. Guidestar um, okay. Great facility. IRS.gov will show you Okay. If they're a nonprofit, but GuideStar really goes into if if they want to, it's it's a um, it's completely um, um, oh gosh, what's the word? It's voluntary. Okay. So you can fill out as much as you want. Um, okay. We're platinum. We 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 we're really big on transparency. Mm -hmm. We really want people to see where their money goes. Um, we've been so blessed to have so many amazing supporters. Um, so, um, our, our mission from the start was to, um, make sure that all the money went to the animals and that anybody who's donated can see exactly what we're doing anytime. Yeah. And, and yeah, if you want to visit, give us a call. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. I have one more question. Yeah, okay. sure. So I know that you, you talk a lot about veganism. Yeah. Um, on your Instagram and on your website. Yeah, Can you yeah. talk a little bit about that? I know Sure. there's kind of, there's a little bit of a stigma with veganism. Yeah. Um, you know, just being so gung-ho. Um, and so yeah. it would be nice to hear about it in maybe more of a neutral yeah. setting. <laughs> uh, yeah, you've asked the right person too. Um, <laughs> so... <laughs> As, as I think as with any, you know, vegans fighting vegans too, is another. <laughs> I, uh, I've been vegan for 11 years okay. and I come, you know, I come from a positive aspect when I tell you about veganism and what I show you about it. Um, if you're on my, if you see my, if you're on my personal Instagram, which is my name, Christopher Dane, um, you know, I'll show you, look, this is what I made. I made this cake. I made this cheesecake. Look at what I, I did this lasagna. You know, I show people how I eat, you know, it's mm -hmm. not lettuce and it's not, uh, you know, it, it's, it's, um, you know, anything mm -hmm. now, especially that is meat-based is available in a vegan version. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't show the animal slaughter stuff. I, it's not, yeah. it's not 
part of what what I do. You know, I really want to sleep. These are the animals I saved. You know, this is, you know, uh, I'll talk about each animal's background story and some of it is really sad, but mm -hmm. you know, that's to really just show people, um, you know, where these animals come from and how truly abused they can be, especially from a factory farm setting. Mm -hmm. um, but from my point of view, I, I'm, I don't need to show the blood and the gore. Um, it's, it's always gonna be a positive experience when you check out our social media. Um, you know, I, I, you can, I, I always tell everybody, eat whatever you wanna eat. Um, I, you have to be able to make that connection. If, you know, if you can visit a farm sanctuary, if you can meet a pig, I think maybe um, you'll think differently about that animal or any animal that you might meet at a farm sanctuary. Pigs, unfortunately, are the most abused in a factory farm setting. Um, I think second only to cows in the whole dairy industry. Yeah, I recently learned about milk and how that's produced. And I, I'm, I'm ashamed to know or to say that I did not know that until recently. Yeah, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's funny. Um, when I went vegan, I had no clue mm -hmm. of what a factory farm even looked like. I'm thinking, you know, the animals are running around in the grass and, you know, um, and I ended up watching a video from Mercy for Animals, great resource for vegan stuff. And it literally showed you, um, this is the life of a pig on a factory farm. This is the life of a cow. This is a life, even fish, you know, they did every animal. It took me like five days to watch a 10 minute video. Ooh. And I just never ate meat again. It was mm -hmm. just, I had no idea. Uh -huh. And um, yeah, and I think the, the dairy industry is, is crumbling. You know, we're the only species that drinks another species milk, which yeah. is, if you think about it, it's kind of well, disgusting. And the whole point of, cow milk yeah. is to fatten up their the calves <laughs> to help them grow and flourish. Yeah. So, it's baby calf growth fluid, right? Right. So, and that's what we want to ingest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. And, you know, plant-based milks now are so amazing. I, mm -hmm. I don't, you know, um, nobody should be ingesting dairy at yeah. this point. It's not necessary. And I, I think that's, it's funny, cheese is usually the biggest holdout when somebody yes. goes vegan, you know, and I was vegetarian first and I was like, how am I going to give up the cheese? Right. And, um, there's, there's some really great cheeses now. So that was, uh, you know, 11 years ago was very different, mm -hmm. uh, but I don't know if, if cheese contains casomorphs. I don't know how much um, you read into it, but uh, casomorph is a morphine-like um, chemical that's in cow's milk, which makes the baby calf keep coming back to drink. So um, it's so concentrated in cheese, which is why people just are so like, I can't get enough of cheese because it gets such a high level of these casomorphs. So you're, you're sort of addicted to cheese and you don't even know it. That's fascinating. Isn't that, isn't that wild? Oh my goodness. Yeah, so it's it's all part of you know why the baby drinks the milk and keeps mm -hmm. drinking it and grows and yeah, but you know I think the dairy industry will be gone in the next ten years for sure. Yeah, I think and more people are starting to realize. More people are starting to realize uh, 
just the health. I mean, if, if you're not in it for the animals, just for your health alone. Right. You know, it's, it's definitely, there's so many resources now. Um, mm -hmm. How Not to Die is an amazing book. Um, it's, uh, it's, I forget which doctor wrote it. Um, great resource on the science behind um, a plant-based diet versus meat. You know, meat is just also, you know, we're, we're not, we're not carnivores. We're really not arm. We're really not even omnivores. You know, mm -hmm. we're more like frugivores, and you know, and there's um, all those silly debates too. You, you'll, yeah. You know, anywhere you look, you're going to find your side if you want to. Right. Um, um, you know, I, I just, I, I, again, I try to come from a positive look. And, mm -hmm. You know, I'm here to answer questions about you know anything anybody wants to know about veganism or animals. And, yeah. Um, and I'm not. I'm I call. I don't want to laugh because I, I, you know, everybody has a, every vegan has their purpose for yes. what they do. And, um, you know, I'm not a militant vegan who's going to shame you or mm -hmm. call you names or anything like that. I don't think that's very productive. Right. It's, yeah, it's counterproductive to, if you really want someone to understand why you're doing it, yeah. you don't need, shaming them is not the way to get yeah. through. Right. And if you get that person that says, but bacon them, just move on. Yeah. They don't want to hear it. You know, mm -hmm. they're doing it for attention, whatever, you know, the yeah. bacon and all that. I'm just like, it makes me laugh at this point. So, right. What am I going to do? All right. Bye. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Now you have a podcast. I do. Right. Yes. What? Um, every Friday. Um, Sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. What I was just going to ask, you know, what sort of uh, guests do you have or what do you talk about on there? Yeah, so uh, Live from Little Bear Sanctuary is on Fridays at noon Eastern time. Um, it's a live show. Okay. It's on the Little Bear Sanctuary Facebook and the Goldilocks Productions YouTube. It's also on demand on both places. And oh my gosh, my guests vary from uh other sanctuary owners to vegan chefs to um plant-based athletes uh next week we're really super excited esther the wonder pig is going to be on with her her two uh her two dads so it's going to be nice. a really, really fun show um, yeah and yeah and it's live video so we do i'm always showing you guys showing different products and yeah different vegan stuff and, and not everybody's vegan, but everybody has their, um, they bring something to the table, they bring something to the table. Yeah. yeah. But it's mostly veganism and animals. Yeah. I saw you had a fashion designer on. Yes. Yeah. I checked yeah. out, I checked out that page. I'm pretty sure I'm going to be buying some more shoes here soon. Got some really nice shoes, doesn't she? Yeah. They're so fun. And they're not so a lot fun. of money. Either. No. So, yeah. I mean, when you think about, I, I've seen other, um, you know, vegan or cruelty-free designers and yep. it's not cheap. No. But then I, what, so I expected that when I pulled up the website. No, yeah, yeah. I was, I was expecting like $200. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, oh my gosh. I know. <laughs> I told her she's got to start making some men's shoes. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah, she was a lot of fun. She, she's here in Florida too. So yeah, fashion, vegan fashion too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, awesome. Chris, thank you so much. Um, where can people find you? Um, you can find me. Uh, our website is littlebearsanctuary.org. 
on Instagram, it's Little Bear Sanctuary. We're a Little Bear Sanctuary everywhere you can imagine on every app. And um, one, my personal account, Christopher Vane, on Instagram, I show you more stuff, fun stuff with dogs and me kissing animals and <laughs> showing you what I eat and all my recipes. So, and okay. again, always uh, from a positive outlook. Awesome. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Animal Rescue Podcast. If you like what you hear, please rate, review, and subscribe and tell your friends. Thank you.